Just Some Podcast Media. The thoughts and opinions on Just Some Podcast are of the hosts and guests and do not represent the views of organizations that employ them or they volunteer for. They are also not responsible for spontaneous black holes or nuclear wars that may occur. You have been warned. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fun-filled, exciting, and short episode of Just Some Podcast. This is Tom. Hey, this is Ben. And yeah, Tom, this is going to be a short episode, but it was information that we wanted to get out. It was timely, because this just came out today, and I think it's going to impact a lot of our listeners and even beyond that. So we wanted to kind of jump on this before it became old news. And if you guys like it, three or four people that are going to be out there listening, just let us know because we have talked about doing short blast episodes like this. It might become a new part of the show for us to do short episodes full of information like this if you guys really like it. So just reach out and let us know at any of our social media places. Ben, what would those social media places be? Well, Tom, since you ask... They can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Just Some Podcast. Our website, www.justsomepodcast.com. Email us. Let us know if you know this helps you out. Or if you want these short episodes like this. Our new email address, jsp at justsomepodcast.com. But Tom, let's not waste any time. I mean, normally we do you know, some banter and some stories. and None of that bullshit tonight. This whole episode is going to be a story that you may have missed because, like I said, it just came out today. Tom, the Department of Education announced a temporary period where borrowers can receive credits for some public service loan forgiveness. And so that's why we wanted to do the short episode to kind of break this down, because like I said, I think it's going to impact a lot of our listeners, but it's not just nurses, nurse practitioners, PAs. This is anybody in public service. So this may be law enforcement, military, teachers. I mean, anybody that is considered a, a works for the government, works for a nonprofit organization and you have student loans, this could potentially impact your life moving forward. And so we wanted to get on top of it. Yeah, if you, and, and we'll talk about this throughout the episode, but if you have any further questions, a really good resource is the Federal Student Aid website, studentaid.gov, and they have a FAQ section. If you're wondering, hey, does this apply to me? That's where you'd go, and they'll be able to tell you. So I kind of want to get into a brief history of what public service loan forgiveness is. We'll talk briefly about some of the disastrous aspects of this thus far and then what has changed recently and why you guys need to jump on this now. So it was a program that the United States government started as part of the College Cost Reduction and Access Act of 2007. And again, it was one of those ways where they figured professionals who are in public service, this is a way out of your student lo- student loan debt burden by working in, in public service. So the original program, the way it sounds on paper looks great, sounds great, and then, you know, the devil's in the details, and that's where a lot of people kind of got screwed over on this whole deal. So the program basically said you make 120 monthly payments under your the repayment plan. You're working full-time for an employer that is in public service. You have the remainder of your balance forgiven. Like I said, sounds very, very easy, and unfortunately, like I said, the devil's in the details, and that hasn't always been that way. 
the first because it started in 2007 and if you don't want to do the math 120 payments is 10 years so the first ones would have become eligible in 2017 I just want to point out, if you couldn't figure out 120 payments was 10 years, ask for your money back and get a different degree. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. So, and I've kind of pulled up a variety of stuff, but the loan forgiveness program, this is a story from 2018. They had 28,000 borrowers submit 33,000 applications to have their loans discharged under this public service loan forgiveness program. Of the 29,000 applications processed as of the writing of this, which was in 2018, 96 borrowers, Tom, 96 out of 28,000 had their debt discharged under the program. Mm. And then actually, Tom, there was a story on 60 Minutes this last week where they kind of took this program to task, rightfully so, and their focus was more on military. And again, these numbers are just appalling, but I want to give them just so we can see kind of what what the screw-ups are and, and hopefully what things are going to be fixed in the future. 98% of those in the military applied were told they were ineligible. According to an April report by the GAO, of a nearly 180,000 active duty service members with federal student loans, 124 individuals have managed to navigate the, the confusing rules of the program and get their debt wiped clean. Now, again, that's insane. <laughs> it is insane. And look, I'm not anti-government in any shape or form, but geez. So let's do this great thing. Let's tell everybody about this great thing. And then let's make it impossible to use this great thing is what it sounds like. Basically. And some of this was because of the rules that were in place that, again, the fine print. Some of this was, I would almost say, predatory tactics from loan agencies as well that has kind of put it where it is or where it was as of yesterday. And so initially, and I applied for this probably four years ago, five years ago, maybe, because I work for a nonprofit and submitted my stuff. And they said, OK, you've made you know 12 payments that count toward this. And I'm like, cool. Well, then life happens. I had to change my the way I had my repayment plan set up. And so then those payments no longer qualified. The reason for that, one of the fine print rules says it has to be an income-based repayment plan. So if you have any other type of repayment plan on your student loans, then those didn't qualify. Some of the predatory tactics that I was kind of alluding to, and this was highlighted in the 60 Minutes story, the young lady that was speaking had said that she has her kind of taken out on auto debit, you know, so it just takes mm -hmm. the payment automatically. It was a quote unquote problem in the system where it withdrew one penny short of what was actually due. So because you didn't make the full payment, none of those counted. Uh -huh. I also saw a, uh, a recent post and it wasn't like a, a story. It was just a person frustrated and basically, they had been paying on their student loan for six years. Six years, every month, on time, the full allotted payment. And they had only reduced their student loan debt by $9. Yeah, because of the interest. In yeah, so for everybody that's like, well, you should just pay it out. Like, the system seems to be rigged. <laughs> like, if you are paying on a loan... I don't care what loan it is. Go tell me that you paid for your house for six out of 30 years 
and that the loan only went down by nine dollars, <laughs> you would shit your pants and set something on fire. So nobody can tell me that this is a legitimate or fair system for these student loans. I agree wholeheartedly. So what the qualifications prior to today were was you had to be employed by federal, state, local, tribal government, or not-for-profit organization. That includes the military. That includes non-profit hospitals, teachers, like I said, law enforcement, anything that's employed through the government or public service. Hence the public service loan forgiveness part of this. You had to work full-time for the agency. Again, not any, not a hard thing to do. It's only counts on direct loans. So loans that are owned by private companies, like I had a couple that were owned through like Mohila, um, was one of the one companies that owned that. Those wouldn't have necessarily counted because they weren't direct loans. They were through, they were considered private loans. But you can't consolidate those into a direct loan and then they would count for that. You had to repay your loans under the income-driven repayment plan again. That was where a lot of people had a hiccup, and they had to make 120 qualifying payments. Again, that's where some of the predatory tactics came in of, you know, if you were a penny short, I haven't seen stories where people had paid ahead, and then if you make another payment when it's due, that one didn't count because of the, because you had paid ahead. I mean, it was just, it's anything that they can do to try to trip up the system, basically. So, yeah, let's punish everybody for doing the right thing and even trying to do the better thing, which is get ahead on your debt, is somehow somehow now a trigger to punish said person. Yeah, no, nothing's wrong with that system. So what has basically changed is as of October 6th, which is the day that we're recording this, uh, the... Department of Education announced a change to the program rules for a limited time as a result of COVID-19 national emergency. Through the pandemic, they provided a variety of benefits to borrowers. Of course, one of the big benefits that has been so far is since March of 20, I believe there's not been any accumulated interest on student loans. If you do have direct loans, there hasn't been a payment due. So, I mean, they have stepped up with the pandemic and tried to help out with some of those things. The other nice thing that I had seen is during this time where it was paused by the government, where you're not making payments or the payments aren't due, those months are still counting toward public service loan forgiveness as you're making payments on time. But the biggest change, like I said, is any payment type will now be qualified for public service loan forgiveness. This has to be applied for and submitted before October 31st of 2022. So, I mean, you have a year to do it, but we, again, we wanted to get this information out there. Of course, full-time employment is still a requirement. What has been waived is, again, previously it was repay under the income-driven repayment. Now, past payments under any plan count. Uh, previous requirements were make 125 qualifying payments. You know, so basically anything you made before that or... Once you sign up, that's when it starts. What's waived is past ineligible loan payments may now count toward the 120 total payments. The biggest requirements that have not changed, obviously, you need to be employed by a government agency, a nonprofit. Um, you have to be able to work full-time or be working full-time. And it is still either direct loans or you've consolidated into a direct consolidation loan. Yeah, that's one thing I was going to point out. So the full-time employment and then also loan consolidation. So on the website, it says if you have federal family education loan, program loans, federal Perkins loans, or other types of federal student loans that are not 
direct loan. So if you have anything that's not a direct loan, you have to consolidate all those into a direct loan program by October 31st, 2022. That's the other qualification with a full-time employment to take advantage of these new rules in this program. Yeah. And basically it's submitting paperwork showing that you want them to count, you know, basically look back through your account and count the number of payments that you've made. Once you've verified your employment, there's a form that you fill out. And once you start counting payments, then they want that form filled out, I believe like yearly. Again, it's not a huge form. It's basically just getting a signature from HR or your boss saying, yes, Tom is still employed here. And yes, he's still employed full time. I will say that if you're, this is something you're interested in. And again, I think this is a huge change. It's not quite so muddy. I'm holding my breath a little bit just because you're like, okay, it sounds really good. But again, the initial program sounded great. Yeah. The whole, Hey, if you're in a public service and you do all this stuff, we're going to, we're going to help you out for helping everybody else out. And then you get to the end of the rainbow and they're like bullshit and punch in the balls. So yeah, it was a great idea, but they kind of fell through on it. Like, that's how I feel, Ben. I feel like it was the system cheated us. Like they set up all the stuff and then they made it sound great. And then, like you said, the details were, but you didn't pay that one cent or that doesn't qualify for all of them, but six. So then you miss out. So hopefully these rule patches, though, I don't really see not that we were not that everybody was easily falling for it before, but looking through these new updates on the websites we've talked about, like it looks pretty straightforward. If you are full time employed and it's all consolidated into these direct loans, we will even backdate and count payments that weren't eligible before. So it's almost like they're trying to make up for it now is what it seems like. I, I would agree with that. And I think you'll see a lot more people. Uh, one of the stories that I'd seen was, you know, they're talking potentially billions in loan forgiveness that may now qualify under these new, new rules. But again, there's only, you had to be in this program before October 31st of 2022. If you're interested in this, Thomas said studentaid.gov, but there is actually the, the public service loan forgiveness tool, and this will help you uh, fill out the form. Basically, it just kind of generates it. You fill out, you know, you answer a bunch of questions and it generates the form for you. You print it, get your boss to sign it. You can find that at studentaid.gov slash PSLF, and it'll take you right to that tool. You log in, and I did mine this morning to look at my loans. The other thing that you can do is you can go on to wherever your, your loans are through, like mine is through my fedloan org for example and I went on there today to look at it and it said you know I had 12 qualifying payments and then it listed several I think I had like 93 ineligible payments or something like that that now under these new qualifications I, I would suspect are going to become eligible plus the time the payments have been paused by my calculation and we'll see how close I am and you know maybe I can give an update later on once I get this back from from them once they evaluate my eligibility and such. By my calculation, I'm at 114 of the 120. We'll see if that pans out to to, to uh, what, you know, see if our, my number matches their number, so to speak. I hope so, but I wouldn't hold too tightly to that 114. I'm thinking I'm sitting at a solid uh, nine. I don't know yet. I haven't done the tool, so. 
We'll see. Just nine? You only made nine payments? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, at this point, I don't even remember. Everything is a blur for me at this moment in time. So, so but, you know, wrapping up, because I get this was just a short episode. We wanted to, to highlight this. If you're in public service, nursing staff, if you're working for a nonprofit, if you're working for a government agency, law enforcement, teachers, military, if you have those people in your family, have them look at this and potentially reapply for this during this temporary waiver time where these requirements have been waived. And maybe we can start helping some of the student loan debt crises out there. And I mean, it would be great to be able to say, oh, you know, I have made my 10 years worth of payments. I've done my 10 years of public service and I can, you know, debt free from student loans and they'll just be wiped away, which would be pretty amazing, you know, pretty amazing. And imagine the impact on so many people's lives that have dedicated themselves to public service. And now they're bearing the fruit of that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we need to uh, make sure everybody knows about this. So I'm glad you brought this up and wanted to do this uh, this episode. And I really hope people take advantage of this. Let me give that address one more time, just in case you need it, and you should need it because you need to go fill this out and get this taken care of. Studentaid.gov/pslf, and we will make sure we throw a link down in the show notes as well. Tom, is there anything else you want to say as we're wrapping up this quick little? Uh, JSP blast. Uh, no, sir. I think you covered it all. All right. Well, go fill this out. Let us know, you know, Hey, this worked for me or it didn't. I'd be interested to hear from people as you know, these applications start going out where, you know, if it's working the way that it's supposed to, or if there's more hiccups that we're not anticipating yet. So let us know JSP at, just on podcast.com. And on that note, we got some cool stuff going up, Tom. We got our Halloween episode is going to be around the corner here pretty quick. Um, you know, we always have a fun with that one. I kind of have an idea for a medical mystery show that I think we need to hit on with the Halloween theme. So I think we can kind of do some of that. We got some more education shit coming out. So lots of good stuff coming out from, from the J to the S to the P. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Y'all have a great week. Hey, everybody, stay safe out there. Practice swearing just to pass the time. Lately, I see why I am alone. I caught some road bridge and I thought of you. And all the many times you say I should have known. Took a press so I could find my cheek. Yeah.